Well, hello and welcome to the Southland Students Podcast, Episode 3. My name is David. I'm the Director of Student Ministries. Thanks for being with us today. I'm here with a couple friends. We got uh, Mr. Ben McGill, our Worship Programming Director. Hello. How are you doing, Ben? I'm all right. All right. All right. Uh, And I'm really excited because our special guest this week, not that you're not special, Ben. Special. You're you're still special, but you're not as special. In my own way. In your own way. We do love Ben, but. Yes. Uh, Our (laughs) special guest this week is Mr. Jeremy Cognon, our Danville student pastor. Jeremy, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? So very good. So very good. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I, I have not. Oh, man. This I'm, is great. I yes. know. I'm excited. It's my first time. Um, pretty welcome pumped. To, welcome to the land of casting <laughs> pods. Thank you. <laughs> casting casting pods. pods. That's what this is. We I will love, cast many pods. love casting pods. <laughs> um, so episode three, guys, we are here. Uh, man, I am so pumped. Uh, we made it to episode three. We know that all good things Come in threes. That's right. Right. You got um, th- three strikes and you're out in three baseball. Strikes. Yeah. Um, which I guess is a bad thing. But baseball's <laughs> fantastic. But we love baseball. Yes. So we we got uh, Jesus rose from the grave on the third day. That's that's about as good as it gets. Club I think. sandwiches <laughs> have turkey, ham, oh. and bacon. Well, I don't know. That's, Club sandwiches. Those that's are true. Food. Three uh, stooges. You get a, a McBiscuit with a bacon, egg, and cheese. Those three go All together. Right, really yeah, well. <laughs> I, love, I love the biscuits. Okay, this is the great, great things coming McDonald's. in threes. Okay, oh, there are three people on this podcast. There's three That's people true. in this room. Dang that is it. fantastic. Right. This is so good. See, I <laughs> proved my point. So, uh, so episode three. Here we are. Uh, we have been doing this podcast this summer because uh, we wanted to provide another fun way for you guys to uh, continue to think about your faith in new ways and maybe hear about different uh, heroes from Scripture that you hadn't heard. About or you want to hear more about, and also uh, we have a really fun student ministry staff team at South. I know you guys think that's absolutely. I enjoy it. I, so fun. <laughs> that sounded so forth. It's like yes, <laughs> yes, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's very it's, fun. This sir. is not scripted. I promise. <laughs> um, and so I wanted to give our students uh, a sneak peek uh, of how fun our team can be, and oh. to hear from each of them because you know my you know students at. The Nicholsville campus don't get to hear from the Danville student pastor. That's very right. Often, they don't know. They don't know how awesome I am. Exactly. So. <laughs> yes. yeah. And humble too. Of course. And, very humble. And all of the good things. <laughs> um, so that's why we do this. Do this podcast every week, and uh, we're really excited about it. But before we jump in, uh, Jeremy, I've been asking our special guest every week to share one of their favorite memories from yeah. their summer years as a teenager. So, Jeremy, please enlighten that's us. Good. What is one of your favorite memories? From summer, man. Summer's summer's the best, and there really was a lot of stories. I know everybody says that. Oh, there's so many to choose from. There really was, but um, the one that stood out to me, like almost immediately, came to my mind um, as we're prepping for for CIY and getting ready to to, to go on those trips and stuff. Um, I used to go to CIY growing up too, but I also went to another camp growing up uh, with with some buddies at a church and. Um, this was a huge camp there in Oklahoma, two, 3000 people that went Ooh. to this camp every week for like seven, eight weeks. So tons and tons of people went to this camp and, uh, we went every year and we always had a great time. We stayed in kind of like dorms, but they were more like houses almost, um, with bunk beds and stuff. So our whole group from our church would stay in this house that was kind of sponsored by us. Uh, we, we stayed in it every summer 
Um, but this this one summer, we uh, the guys stay on one side, girls stay on one side, and and uh, we got particularly rowdy this summer. And mm. um, we uh, the bunk beds were made of metal, right? <laughs> and so we uh, thought it would be a really great idea to see how many guys we could get on the top bunk of these <laughs> bunk beds. And so we started in. This is late at night, uh, probably like midnight or later. And uh, leaders weren't in the room. The lights were off, so moonlight shining through. Um, and uh, we, we decided to just go for it. So guys started piling up on top, and we got to 11, and I was the last one. And so I'm yes. on the, the bunk bed next to it, and um, they said, okay, let's go for 12, and I went to step on. Now, um, I've never been much of a small guy, um, and so uh, I think just with that plus the other 11 guys, as soon as I stepped on, this bunk bed, it just completely buckled in the middle oh. and we fell completely through this bunk bed, completely <laughs> like ripped it apart. Metal bunk bed. Oh um, man. Of course, with the commotion, leaders come busting in, flip the lights on and we're busted. Um, <laughs> the great thing was, is that they told the camp about it because the camp actually owned the bunk beds. Um, and we got in some pretty big trouble. Yep. We, we missed free time the next day. Ooh. We had to sweep out the auditorium that all 3,000 people oh. fit in. Uh, and then we were, uh, from that point on, known as the Dirty Dozen the dirt at the awesome. camp. So pretty cool nickname. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That nickname is so worth all the punishments. <laughs> Absolutely. There. I was really hoping they'd, you'd say that they made you put the bed back together. Oh, that would have been oh, yeah. too. Duct tape. Yeah. That's, yeah. We got some welders there. We started putting the mask <laughs> all on. All right, boys. <laughs> Let's do it. Fix this. No, it was it was good. A little, uh, little, little troublemakers, but... Fun, fun memory. Yes. Good times. Man, that's awesome. I, when you started saying it was a camp story, I thought you were going to tell a story about how you met your wife oh. at summer camp oh. as a teenager, right? <laughs> I did. That that's true? true. Hopefully she didn't listen to that and then like confront me about that. That's true. I did meet my wife at eighth grade summer camp. Look um, at that, man. So there is hope for all you guys out there. If you happen to meet a, a girl, of course, we don't necessarily condone that probably, but you know. So, so, so they're they're going to Seattle Eye this summer, and you just think like, <laughs> yeah, see a pretty all girl. All these guys, the girls are no. like, edit that That's out. Yeah. And uh, what's what's funny? What I love about that story is that a a current Southland staff member was actually like your camp counselor that week. That's true, Dave Riser on the yes. Danville team. He's on my team down in Danville. Man. He uh, he was our camp counselor uh, when Casey, my wife, and I when we met. Um, so yeah, small world. So good. Things kind of came full circle. Pretty cool. So good. Awesome. Uh, well, that makes me very happy. And, uh, and Jeremy, we are so excited that you're here because of that, but also because you're going to be sharing about one of your heroes from Scripture. Every week we're taking the time to ask every staff member what, what's one of their favorite people from Scripture, and, and some of them are very well-known. We've done Moses and Peter, and, and today uh, you're kicking it off for us. So, Jeremy, who do you who do you want to talk about today? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Moses and Peter have been talked about. You said those are very well-known. I kind of went with somebody who uh, I think we know his name, but we don't typically talk about him a lot and don't know a whole lot of about, about him. It's Nehemiah from the, from the Old Testament. All right. 
there's a couple reasons why I went with Nehemiah. Um, the first one being my wife, Casey, and I, we love those home renovation shows. They're super popular right now, but honestly, I've liked them since I was a kid. I started off watching Old Yankee Workshop on PBS, <laughs> um, and then uh, moving on to This Old House. What did they build on the Old Yankee? Oh man, yeah. I'm not familiar with that. It was program. it was wood. It was a woodworking show. So the guy would build like cabinets and like little boxes, like jewelry boxes, was and he, just was he like an old Yankee, like a really old he was. Player? I think he, I think he, I think he might have been from like Boston or something, but <laughs> he was up in that area. Had a thick Boston accent. He was. He was a stud, it's just man. Joe DiMaggio just making it was, birdhouse that's right. and stuff. Flannel shirt every single time. <laughs> Had awesome. a big old beard. It was very stereotypical, but <laughs> loved this old house as a kid. Um, then we moved on to like uh, Extreme Makeover Home Edition, and then of course oh, now you have. Man. Well, hey, real quick on that, if uh, I. I have a mixed like love and hatred of that show. Oh, I know yeah. it's not on anymore, but that's the one show like without a doubt. If I watch an episode of that show, I cannot finish that show without tearing up. Oh, it's so emotional! Like, the, the tears. <laughs> my wife yeah. laughs at me every time. Like it's I'm so like good. I'm not watching this show with you because I know what's going to happen, and I don't want to cry in front of you as a man. Yeah, so. man, it just it touches your heart. It really <laughs> yeah. does. It does. That's good. Well, yeah. So that. Unfortunately, has ended. Love that show. But now we have Fixer Upper, which is a mm, big one. It's a good one. Binge watch that on Netflix. Love Fixer Upper. Chip and uh, Joanna. They're oh, Chip and Joe. Love them. So, um, but, you know, the, those shows are all, the premise is, you know, you take something old and you fix it up. Um, you rebuild it almost. A lot of times they have to end up gutting it and, and they rebuild it. And so Nehemiah, his whole story revolves around the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. And so that's kind of where my mind went. Um, since I love those shows, I automatically started thinking about Nehemiah. His story is kind of crazy. Um, at the beginning of Nehemiah in the Old Testament, uh, the, the, the Jews are in exile in Persia. And um, he's Nehemiah's kind of worked his way up in the ranks a little bit. And uh, he's kind of a right-hand man to the king at the time. He's the king's cupbearer. So he would drink the wine and test for poison, uh, which I, I don't know if I would like that job. <laughs> you're, you're a trusted guy, I guess. Doesn't sound awesome. Does not sound awesome at all. Um, but he was also a very trusted advisor to the king. And so um, he, he's, he's got these, uh, these leadership qualities that everybody was able to see. Well, he's a Jew. His homeland is in Jerusalem. They've been in exile. And he finds out that the Jerusalem walls have been torn down and the city had been burned to the ground. And um, he was obviously and understandably very upset about this. And it says in, in Jeremiah or, uh, <laughs> Nehemiah 1 excuse me, that he, uh, he spent four months in mourning and weeping and fasting over this because he was so upset. Um, and so during that time, uh, the other portion of Nehemiah's story and, and the other reason why I was, I was focused on Nehemiah is uh, he spends so much of his life and especially that first four months in prayer. I've been focused a lot on prayer here recently, reading a couple books on prayer. Um, and even just recently, we did uh, a prayer night with our students. And so um, prayer has been a focus in my life. And I, I know prayer is a focus in Nehemiah's life. Um, his whole story is surrounded by prayer. It's cool because mm. when he finds out uh, about his home, his homeland, and the destruction that's taking place, um, he doesn't just start off by forming some plan of, of what he's going to do. His very first step is to pray. Yeah, that's the very first thing he does. Yep, that's huge. Yeah, I think more often than not, we we kind of do the opposite. Prayer is, is kind of a, a second step maybe, or, or some, somewhere down the line. Yeah. Um, it's normally like freak out, panic, tell everyone how panicked you are and freaked out you are. Exactly. And then someone reminds you to pray. You're like, Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I'll pray about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he, most of the time, yeah, we always want to form a plan. We always want to figure out what our task is, how we're going to complete it, and get all that organized. And then when it, yeah, when it doesn't work out, we're like, oh, man, I better pray and, and see if God will help me in this. Mm-hmm. But that's not what he wants, and, and that's not what Nehemiah did. And so um, I'm, I'm really drawn to that, and I think that's really cool that he, he started off uh, by praying. Um, prayer wasn't a last resort for him. It was his very first step. Yeah. That's encouraging for me um, as, yeah. a, as a hero, somebody, uh, Nehemiah, as a hero of the Old Testament, uh, that that was his, yeah, his that, life. I, uh, just this week, I remember we're talking to some of our students here at the Nicholasville campus and talking about the importance of prayer as well. And, uh, and just this idea, I think it's uh, from uh, John 10, 4, where uh, the, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Mm. And, and there's a, that verse is so convicting because... It makes me ask the question, do I know my shepherd's voice? Does he talk to me? Or, I mean, I know he talks to me. Do I listen more yeah. like it? And so if we would put this more, this bigger emphasis on prayer like Nehemiah, we would get to know the shepherd's voice through prayer and through reading scripture and things like that. So this is, yeah. this is really great. Absolutely. And, and as his story progresses, it, it gets even better, honestly. He starts off with prayer, but then through that four-month period, um, God speaks to him and, and, and kind of puts this plan on his heart to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild these walls. And because Nehemiah had such a close relationship with the king, the king allowed him to do that and to take some people back to help him build. And um, so he does go back and he does start this rebuilding process. And he was met with a lot of opposition from his enemies. A lot of people made fun of him. Um, a lot of people threatened him that they were going to come and kill him and his workers. And through every piece of that, his very first step, very first thing he did is he prayed about it. He didn't, he didn't freak out. He didn't, he, he was a little discouraged, you know, but honestly, his very first step every time was to pray about it. Mm. Um, and so I think not only did he begin his whole journey with prayer, but the whole rest of the journey was centered on prayer. Hmm. It began and it continued in prayer. It wasn't just a first step and it wasn't just a last step. The whole thing was surrounded by prayer. And again, I mean, what a, what a cool piece of that story. And I love that because I feel like a lot of times we come to prayer and see it as a tool or it's something that we do one time, or I think it's healthier if we um, can see it as a reality that we're living in, something where we can come back to it and say, okay, how can um, I align my mind and my heart with where God is? So, yeah. yeah, that's that's really good. And uh, man, I, I love I love your emphasis, Jeremy, on, on this part of Nehemiah's story, because so often I think that it, Nehemiah's story is man, he just got really excited and passionate about projects. So he started rebuilding the wall and then, and then God came in and blessed him when it's like, no, the first step was him praying and asking God for direction and blessing. And then things happen. I think a lot of times, like we see prayer as, okay, we're going to get God to bless what we're already trying to do. Yeah, exactly. We're like, like God, um, so I'm dating this girl, so please bless it, make it awesome. Or, yeah. you know, God, I'm, I'm in the middle of this test, so please make sure that I pass this test. Or, yeah. you know, whatever. We have all these things that we just, we, we take all this human effort into a project, and then we just ask God to, to intervene when it's, when it's convenient for us instead yeah. of starting the process with prayer yeah. and asking God to direct our steps from there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the... In studying prayer here recently and stuff, the thing I figured out, and and I think I've heard this before, but it's it's becoming more real to me now, is one, we can go to God in prayer. Like, we can do that. We, we can take any and everything that we're feeling and take that to God, um, whether it's it's 
positive things, things we're excited about, things that we're passionate about, or things that frustrate us, and things that make us angry, and, and issues that we're having, requests that we have. We can take those to God. But more than just that, the number two is that God wants us to take those things to Him. That's what God desires for us, from us, from the very beginning, is for us to take that to Him. So in any situation, whether it's positive or negative, whatever it is you're dealing with in your life, whatever's on your heart, take it to God first. That's what Nehemiah did, and that's what God desires for us, is to take it to Him uh, from the very, very beginning, and then, yeah, progress through that and continue um, in prayer. Yep. Um, so, so Nehemiah goes, and he's rebuilding this wall. He has a huge uh, project. He's got people involved with him. Um, was it was it easy from then on? Oh, absolutely not. Um, again, met with lots of opposition, enemies uh, constantly on his back. Um, again, threatening and and uh, and making fun and taunting and mocking. And Nehemiah progressed through. Um, again, that, that's a testimony to his leadership and how he trusted God, and he was able to build up a great team of other builders and people um, who came around him and, and helped him um, eventually complete this wall mm-hmm. uh, to the glory of God. Yeah. Again, it's just so encouraging. Um, just the trust that he had in God in that in that situation. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible actually comes from the book of Nehemiah. In Nehemiah chapter six, verse three, um, all this opposition is coming. Sanballat and these other dudes are coming in and trying to get him to come down so that pretty much they can kill him. Yep. And uh, and Nehemiah's response is so perfect. He just responds to him and says, "I am doing a great work." And I cannot come down. There you go. It's so simple, but so so profound. Thing. I'm doing great work. God has called me to do something great. I prayed through this. God has called me to do this, and I cannot come down to your level, bad dudes, because uh, I am focused on on my Savior's, my Lord's calling on my life. Yep. Um, and I just love that mantra, man. If I I always feel like, man, if our if our Southland students could take that that mantra and and live every day that way. So when yeah. temptation hits. They say, "Hey, you know what? I'm doing a great work with my faith, and and I'm I'm praying about this, and and doing. I I don't have any. I don't have time to come down to these people's level, and and do these things that the world tells me is important because I'm doing a great work. Yeah. And I just, man, I just love that part of the story. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, like you said, it's 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 definitely a hope that we have for all of our students that they would live a life like this. And in the previous episodes, we've talked about Moses and Peter, and and both of those guys are very very relatable. There, we've heard a lot of stories about them. We've seen how they were kind of these these bumbling guys who messed up, but God used that and used what talents and abilities they had for His glory. Um, and so it's really easy for us to relate to that. Nehemiah might not be somebody you can relate to so easily, okay? I'm not having to build a wall, you know, or, or something like that. And maybe your prayer life isn't that great. And so really, honestly, my hope and prayer is that you would strive to be like Nehemiah, that that would be a goal for you. Um, to, to want to live this life of prayer and bathe everything that uh, you're doing, everything that um, is a part of your life, bathe that in prayer first and foremost, and then continually through that task, uh, you would be praying and asking God for um, his, his guidance. Yep. That's awesome. Any final thoughts from you guys? Yeah, I just I would encourage you guys to read the whole story of Nehemiah. Uh, a lot of what I what I mentioned talked about is in Nehemiah one and chapters one and four. But read the whole story. It's thirteen chapters. It won't take you very long. Such a great story um, of his life and his leadership. And again, uh, just that 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 uh, trust in God that he had and that prayer life that he had. So t- take your Bibles this summer. Open it up to Nehemiah. Read that. It won't take you. Um, but uh, 
probably less than an hour to read through those chapters, and I think you'll be blessed in doing so. Yeah, that's awesome. Man, thanks for thanks for sharing about that, Jeremy. I know uh, our students are getting such great, uh, just encouraging, inspiring thoughts from our um, our student pastors this this summer. So, hope you guys are taking advantage of this. This is really great. Um, well, uh, at the end of every episode, we always want to remind you we like to, we like to give stuff away. Love, uh, we love like gifts. We like challenges and uh, free stuff. Several of you guys have already taken us up on uh, said challenge. Uh, from the first episode, we said post Aardvark on a picture on Instagram, and sure <laughs> oh, enough, nice. within like an hour of posting this, we had Aardvark on one of those pictures, so well done. Uh, we also had a student come and tell us that they were listening, which was a perfect opportunity to win a Starbucks gift card. That's right. And the last episode, we put forth a challenge uh, that we is still in play, so anybody can still participate in this, and your challenge is to recreate the Southland Students logo. So you, you see you have T-shirts. It's on this podcast. So you can look at it if you're not sure what it is. Some squirrely S's. Squirrely S's. It's a great logo. <laughs> and recreate it you with anything. recreate it with squirrels. Ooh. Squirrely hey, S's with squirrels. Bonus points if you use squirrels. Work, <laughs> Please do not harm the squirrels. <laughs> yeah. We do not condone the shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm anti-squirrel. So. But uh, you could do it. What else could they recreate the logo with? Oh, with, man. Uh, you, could, uh, you could use... Um, Sand, colorful okay. sand. Okay. Hey, I was at Hobby Lobby yesterday. Okay. Yeah, that's right. A guy in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> it's a great store. Already made it out alive. And <laughs> thank you. Um, crafts are just an amazing thing. I've got a daughter who loves to do crafts right now. Get you some colorful sand and uh, and and rainbow Get that you up, some man. Colored sand, man. Make good logo. Make it good looking. Love that. Love it. Um, so you can do this any way you want. You, uh, for those of you going to CIY, you could, uh, you know, get your sunscreen and make a little uh, sunscreen spot on your arm that oh, actually man. makes a logo and get sunburned. It'd be awesome. That'd be really great. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Just blister kidding. it up. We don't. We don't condone. Salvin students blister that. on your arm. That'd be. We also something. cannot condone uh, blistering your own skin. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, anyways, we want you to make uh, this picture, post it on Instagram. Be sure to tag one of our student accounts on there and use the hashtag Southland Students Podcast uh, so that we can search it and see what you guys are coming up with, and we'll choose the most creative, and you will get a twenty-five dollar Visa gift card. Ooh, man, that's a lot of money. Which I mean, you could do so much. You could. What could you do with twenty-five dollar Visa gift card? What would you do? You could buy 25 items in the dollar store. <laughs> that's, that's exciting that's stuff. You, that's real good. Well, they've got a lot of stuff. They've got a lot of candy there. Okay. I've learned right. that recently. A lot of candy. Uh, you could also buy um, five drinks from Starbucks. Okay. I'm, I'm just like really that. feeling the caffeine right now. Yeah. White chocolate mocha. Five white chocolate mochas. Yeah. That's my go-to. Yes. And drink them all at the same time. All at the same time. Be hyped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, so uh, you can post that. Uh, that challenge was from last episode, but we're still accepting entries. But for this episode, this week's challenge goes specifically out to those high schoolers who are coming to CIY Move. Move, PCB. We're going in just a couple days. We're leaving Sunday night. Oh, it's man. crazy. Oh, so, so excited. excited. So uh, excited. We're going down to the beach. It's going to be an awesome, awesome week. And uh, so... Uh, for those of you going on the trip, you have a unique opportunity uh, to win something. So our challenge to you is while you are on the bus on the way down to move, inevitably, I mean, we drive 
through the middle of the night. I mean, it's just, it's like. It's long. It's a long drive, long guys. Drive. Plenty of time for this. Yes. Plenty of time. You, you're, you're, it, and you wake up at like 4 a.m. and you're like half alert and like. Stumble in the Waffle House. And yeah, just, it's. It's awesome. It's really great. <laughs> Best. Uh, so, uh, I mean, pretty much most people fall asleep at some point. Oh, yeah. And so what we want to see is we want to see the, uh, the f- a funny picture that you take, a selfie, with someone who's just knocked out. Just someone who's That's sleeping. Right. Preferably, like, they're drooling on their drooling. pillow. Yeah. The more embarrassing, the better. Hair um, messed up. If they're snoring, you could, you could get a video of you with them snoring. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty awesome, That'd too. Um, and so we, we just want to say, get, get creative. Uh, I mean, don't hurt the person, obviously. Uh, but get creative. And uh, the, and, uh the, the first person that is able to post a, a funny picture of a, a selfie of them with someone who's just totally knocked out, just sleeping, uh, we, we'll buy you Starbucks down at Move. There you go. Well, you just find one of our staff members, and we'll, we'll be sure to just get you whatever Starbucks drink you want. Free and, Starbucks, man. And you'll be entered into the running to win a 2002 Honda Civic. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh, up the what ante. <laughs> free car. You'll be given the opportunity to uh, enter a drawing to win a free car. 2002 Honda. And when he says win Honda. a free car, it means he actually means you could buy Ben's car from him. Is what yes. he's saying. That's a quality <laughs> you, uh, vehicle, folks. It's it into a drawing That's to be given the opportunity to buy Ben's car from him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Did you offer your car? He did. Oh my! You offered your car. On a uh, podcast. I love this podcast. I love this ministry. We are spiraling quickly, casting guys. Casting pods and Man, casting we, cars. Well, we, we better close out before we start giving away like our houses or something. This could be <laughs> this could be bad. But um, any final thoughts, Ben, Jeremy, before we close it out? Hey, love you guys. Was so glad to be on this. Appreciate it. Fun times. Awesome. Uh, tell your friends. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Southland Students and be following your campus on Instagram or Twitty S Twi- Twitty. I say Twitty <laughs> on Instagram and Twitty. It's a new social media platform. <laughs> oh it's gosh. Like shorter. Uh, I think I was trying to say Tweety, like Tweety Bird or something. Yeah. I don't know. So on Instagram and Twitter is SCC Students, and then the first three letters of the city your campus is in. Love you guys. See you next time. Peace out. Bye bye.